News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, Thomas Martins and his daughter Molly Martins Corbett have accepted responsibility for killing Limerick man Jason Corbett at his home in North Carolina in August 2015. And Southern correspondent with the Irish Independent, Ralph Regal, is in North Carolina for the hearing. And I spoke to him just a little bit earlier, started by asking him to bring us up to speed with what happened in yesterday's proceedings. Yeah, essentially what happened here is is pretty much as you've outlined, we've gone into a sentencing hearing. It was supposed to have been a retrial, but a plea bargain deal uh, was offered by prosecutors on Monday and it was accepted by um, the defence counsel. So we've gone into a voluntary manslaughter hearing at the moment and we're hearing various aspects of both the prosecution case and defence submissions on um, aspects of that. So the highest profile things that we've heard so far uh, really are it surrounds the whole aspect of self-defence. We've gone through the first audio recording of an interview that Tom Martins gave to police on August the 2nd, 2015, just a couple of hours after Jason Corbett was beaten to death with a metal baseball bat and a heavy concrete paving slab. And um, Mr. Martins was, was, was quite... Um, outspoken uh, derogatory at times of Mr. Corbett. He said that Mr. Corbett had been drinking all day. He alleged that he had attempted to strangle his daughter, Molly, and that he had gone up. And when he confronted him, um, Mr. Corbett then said that he was going to kill um, his American second wife. Um, Mr. Martin said that he struck him repeatedly with the metal baseball bat. He described um, his Irish son-in-law as crazy. Um, he questioned whether it was only alcohol that he had consumed. And he said that at one point he feared not only for his daughter's life, but for his own life. And he said he kept hitting him until he went down. There were times when Mr. Martins became emotional in the interview. Um, and then the interview ended actually with Mr. Martins chatting jovially, at times almost cracking jokes about his time as an FBI field agent in uh, Miami, Florida, with two of the Davidson County detectives who were interviewing him. OK, so so, so quite startling evidence there to some extent. Um, we've also heard... Uh, bizarre, somewhat bizarre accusations about about the, uh, surrounding the death of, of Jason Corbett's first wife, uh, about other issues from from uh, Tom Martin's wife around issues of, of domestic violence. Is this an attempt to muddy the waters? Is this an attempt to create mitigating factors? What's going on, do you think, Ralph? Yeah, it's, clear, it, it's clearly the latter and it, it may well prove to be the former as well, Kira. I mean, it certainly is part of mitigation that uh, the defence counsels uh, on behalf of Tom and Molly Martins are trying to create as much doubt, I think, in the judge's mind in, and to also create an image of what was going through their minds when the fatal assault happened at a, in the early hours of August the 2nd, 2015. Now, uh, Douglas Kingsbury, who is the lead counsel, he's the counsel for Molly Martins, he has already questioned um, the, the circumstances of the death of Mr. Um, Corbett's first wife, uh, Margaret Maggs um, Corbett. She died in November uh, 2006, just a couple of weeks after giving birth to her second child, um, Sarah. Now, it was an asthma attack. And I, what wasn't said in court today was the fact that uh, Mags had actually gotten the asthma attack when she was in the presence not only of her husband, but of her sister in Limerick. And that in a desperate attempt to help her, Mr. Corbett had put her in his car and had driven to try and meet the ambulance to shorten the treatment time. And she actually stopped breathing in the ambulance 
as it was bringing her to University Hospital Limerick. But the Defence Council have said that they believe uh, she died effectively from strangulation or okay. asphyxia and that she and had been no, killed. no evidence to support any of that quite quite clearly. Um, the no, sentencing, no. The, the sentencing hearing, it could last up to, to two weeks. Is that correct, Ralph? Yeah, it is clear. I mean, essentially, um, we have thought that it might finish in about a week or 10 days, but certainly the pace that they're going through the evidence and the finesse with which the Defence Council are going through everything from photographs to submissions to forensic reports. We've gotten through DNA reports, fingerprint reports. Um, they've made quite a big deal up about um, flaws as they see it in some of the, the prosecution's handling of forensic reports, or should I say police handling of forensic reports at the time. And they've also said that they will be introducing their own expert evidence, both in terms of blood spatter, medical evidence, and they're even going to challenge some of the medical evidence, I think, from Irish files surrounding the circumstances of the death of Mr. Um, Corbett's first wife. Okay. Um, ultimately, the, the the length of sentence that that could be handed down here. It, 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 there's a kind of a, a window of, of what the judge could decide, isn't there? Yeah, very much so. I mean, in the worst uh, cases, so if you have a repeat offender, someone with a very serious criminal history, they can receive up to 17 years for voluntary manslaughter or a Class D manslaughter, as it's it's ranked here in North Carolina. The judge has already made the point that that does not apply in this case because neither Tom Martins, who's a retired FBI agent and who worked as a counterintelligence operative for the US Department of Energy, and his daughter Molly, neither of the two of them have um, serious previous convictions. So that sentence parameter doesn't apply. And um, In this case, we understand that the sentence could range from anywhere from three years up to nine years. The prosecutors are arguing that there's an aggravating factor involved, which is that there were children present in the property when Mr. Corbett was beaten to death by his his American second wife and his father-in-law. And the defence are arguing mitigating circumstances that they both feared for their lives, that there was an ongoing incident of domestic violence in the property. So if they get a, a sentence of three years, it obviously means that both defendants will walk free because they've already served three and a half years uh, of their 2025 year prison sentence imposed in okay. August 2017 when they were convicted of second degree murder. Southern correspondent with the Irish Independent, Ralph Regal. Thank you very much for speaking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.